All right, Chris, uh, take hold this right here, Gearby says, as he takes these two, like, paddles, uh, place them on Kjork's chest, and, and hold them right there, okay? Hold them. I, I got them. Gearby picks up this little box, and there are wires running to it, and he's, like, turning a knob on it, uh, rickety old thing, and he gives it a slap, and when he does, there's a jolt of electricity that goes into Kjork's chest. George, you awake. Ah! He throws Chris on the floor. Oh <laughs> now Chris is on the ground. <laughs> Chris passes out. Kjorg, you are uh, looking around. You are on some sort of a, a bed of sorts, a stretcher, some flat cushioned surface. And standing around the bed are Chris, Gearby, Duron Shattershield, Hopenkel, Gandalf, Gandalf, <laughs> and Kilmont. Kjorg, you're alive. Oh, by the gods, Kjork. What happened? A lot has happened. And by the way, you feel a lot of pain. There's a lot of pain going on. Uh, take it easy, son. You've, you've got some, uh, some burns across your whole body, it would appear. Um, and to be honest, you might have some questions, but I'm afraid we've got a few more. Um, so, uh, Durand, this is Durand Shattershield. He, he looks kind of awkwardly toward... The other two figures standing on the other side of the bed, which are, of course, Kilmont and Hope and Kill. And Hope and Kill kind of locks eyes with him for a second, and he says, Yes, I am, uh, I know something about this. Kjorg, you correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Pelor tell you that if things got out of hand with this new curse of yours, that he would burn it out of you? He did say something about that. And Chris, obviously, you know all about that. Yeah. It wasn't my fault, though. You still did it. Wasn't my fault, though. You failed your check. You suck. Kilmont steps over. Uh, he's already standing by you, but he kind of steps up and he puts a hand on your shoulder. It hurts. Tell me, Kjork. Do you still sense the power within you? Or the curse, I should say. Or do you feel like it's gone? I'm guessing no. Well, you may or may not recall, but Nero actually taught you how to summon, how to summon that power. Right. I remember that. So maybe you might try to just kind of feel for that and see if maybe without actually trying to go all the way, but just try to kind of like move in that direction. I'm going that direction. Okay. Roll me a d20. D20. 13. Okay. You go to like, you sort of like feel if you can sense that, that power still within you. And you can definitely feel that sort of raging fury coming up in your chest, that same sort of hot burning fear, that same sensation that you have felt before, and you you believe you could absolutely summon it right now if you wanted to. I could do it right now if I wanted to. I thought as much, said Hope and Kel. Well, it would appear that Paylor's power did not quite, as he said, burn it out of you. It just burnt me instead. It did, but these burns... What a great guy. <laughs> they will heal. They will heal. I mean, if it weren't for that power, we might have been forced to stop you, and I don't think it would have been easier. Yeah, you probably all would have got wrecked. I would have murked you. Or at the very least bitten, says Durand. <laughs> a were-dragon. Would you all like to be were-dragons? There's a... Or there's like a frantic, but not too, like angry knock at the door. Hope and Kel steps over to the side and opens the door and you hear a, a voice and then he kind of like gets a little bit of a grin and opens the door and, and Juniper comes uh, moving in uh, awkwardly but also very quickly. Kjorg, uh, are you are you okay? I'm fine. You are covered in burns. <laughs> uh, this is nothing. We've got some uh, potions and, and things like that, don't we, Chris, that we're about ready to administer? Yes, I am now doctor. <laughs> I am doctor. Some balms and salves. <laughs> I am doctor. And, uh, Medic. Yeah, some, some, some shots, things like that. So we're going to be we're gonna be keeping a watch over him, but I think he's going to be all right, aren't you, Kjork? And he slaps you on the shoulder. You take 14 bludgeoning oh. damage. <laughs> <laughs> I cast Cure Wounds. <laughs> you recover negative oh, sorry 15. Sorry about that. <laughs> My bad. I forgot. Um, it'll be all right. I'm sure Chris could probably make some artificial skin if I need it. 
Could you do that, Chris? Yeah, because that's what we should do the day before we die. Oh, well, let's. Not... I mean, I mean, fight. Sorry, sorry. <sighs> Chris, I understand your trepidation. What does that mean? Well, it means your reluctancy towards what you have to do. I believe we can all firmly now agree that whatever is coming on the last day of the gauntlet from the Unchained, it is not going to be... It's not going to be good. Aye, you're right. It's, uh... um, I I believe that was the, uh... the, The tiefling woman who cursed you or charmed you or whatever she did to you. Your, how, how exactly did she do that? <laughs> she put a spell on me. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, uh, I saw that. It was disgusting. She put her lips <laughs> on <Disgusting>. my lips. <laughs> she kissed you, and that's what uh, did it. Well. Yeah, something like that. It's not good. Uh, look, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't... I don't know how she made it past the wards. There should have been wards to to remove any sort of disguise magic. I don't understand how she did what she did. Yeah, I mean, um, there were definitely a lot of wards and and protective spells in place. She's obviously a very skilled witch. Uh, That she is. I I can't say. I, I don't know who she is. We know of a tiefling who is working with... Can we speak clearly? He says, looking kind of around the room. And uh, Kilmont just kind of closes his eyes and nods. Well, uh, there is a tiefling woman who is serving with Sebastian Blackfire. Could be her. And if it is, then that will be a serious threat. She tells me her name is Alina Felat. She is very strong, obviously, and skilled. And there are a few of them. You all know there is the Goliath Grand. Um, and uh, there, there were, what, two more you told me, right, Kjork? Um, a dwarf, that woman. Right. And the falcon. The falcon. Oh, right, yes, the falcon. Speaking of the falcon, where, uh, where is Claren? I don't know. Ah, well, um, what about Mogert? Where did she go? Her parents are in town, so she stayed with them to, you know protect and check on them well look here's the thing it's it's late and Kjorg needs his rest but before we can leave you Kjorg we need to decide what are we gonna do about this gauntlet should we just call the whole thing off hold on a minute (laughs) open kill killmont durand Mm -hmm. you are all asking me what we should do well, Kjork, you are Paylor's champion, and the truth is, it would appear that they have a particular target on your head. Would you say that is true? Yeah. And Chris, you as well, and Mogert, all of you, you and Claren, the, the four of you are going to be on that battlefield putting your lives on the line. We do not know what the Unchained have planned. Every attempt we have made to find out has been thwarted. I did find out um, that uh, there was there was a, a, a gnome, uh, Boppin was his name, uh, Boppin Philibrick. He told me that um, that he was being pressured by the Falcon to transport some illegal goods into Dimmerhold via the minecarts. He did not know what they were, and all of our investigation to try and find out has so far come up nil. But it can't be good. This, this gauntlet was supposed to bring hope and joy and help and rejuvenation and vigor back into this place, into the world, and to strengthen us and unite us. But I'm afraid of, you know, we put you out on that battlefield, yourselves as well as the other champions, you know, Nelly and, and all the other champions out there. What happens when they show up and um, just, I don't know what's going to happen. I just don't know what to do. Chris, what do you think? I can't speak for the rest of of the competitors personally I don't know if it's such a good idea to go through with the gauntlet they're obviously going to attack while Kjorg is on the field and if he's in the heat of the battle between other competitors they'll come in while he's weak and take us pretty easily 
So even if we continue with it, I think I will probably drop out of the final battle. Kilmont shuffles. He's looking right at you. I stare him back in the face. I didn't take you for a coward, boy. Is that what we do now? Is that what we do, Durand, King? I told you we'd put all the hatred and the, the bad blood behind us when we talked last night. But here I stand, and I'm hearing you saying, Well, oh, there's a bad guy, an enemy. Let's tuck our tails and run. Oh, brother. No, no, no. Listen, listen. The gauntlet means something. <laughs> You're all so young. Your children. You haven't seen what I've seen. I understand that, all right? But at the end of the day, we cannot take this sitting down. We've got to stand up for ourselves, don't we? Otherwise, what was the point in all this? What were the point in those lives that were taken in the last round? What were the point in... By the gods. You think those in Fallen Grove, you think they fled? You think the Nephiel fled? No, they stood and they fought. And they gave their lives for something that mattered. And yes, they're gone, but their lives meant something. I step up to him. Uh-huh. I'm not a coward. I only have so much magic I can do a day. I'm not going to be wasting that on a battlefield among my friends when there's a bigger threat. So unless you have some way to boost my magic, and I kind of like roll my eyes, back off. Oh, get right, noob. <laughs> uh, Chris, let me just say, Kilmont, he can be a little harsh. But I do not think he is wrong. I think that, as they say, the show must go on. Now, whether or not, Chris, that means that, that we come up with some sort of a ploy or something to keep you from having to expend your spells, certainly... The reward of the winner, if you will, of the gauntlet is much less important now than the survival of our people and the um, defeat of our enemies. But perhaps we could use this. This is the only way we know to draw them out. If we close it down, if we cancel it, then who's to say they won't just leave or do something somewhere else where we least expect it? Did you all not hear what happened in Branchire? Of course I did. I. It was on a particular day in a specific place that seemed to be ancient or special. Right. So, is there any place like that here? Yeah, the, that place would be the, uh, the lunar circlet where we are. That's it, the, uh, the, the arena... The statue of Derveter, it's the holiest place in Dimmerhold. It's the center of the mountain that Dimmerhold is built into. It is the point where the moon shines the brightest in the night of the winter solstice. It is the day of the gauntlet. There's nothing more holy or valuable uh, to a dwarf or to the followers of Derveter than that. So it's as Hope and Kel says, this is the time, this is the place, and... Um, this is what we've got to deal with. But I think he's right. I think we have to go through with it now. We don't actually have to have... Perhaps we'll change things up behind the scenes. We can make a plan for drawing them out, you know, or or keeping everyone from having to fight one another. You know, maybe you could take an exam. <laughs> uh, he says, looking at Kilmont, Kilmont just, just <laughs> cold, deadpan stares him right in his eyes like, I will murder you. Uh... uh Anyway, um, but yeah, the, I think he's right. I think we've got to still have the gauntlet. And, um, I mean, after all, Kjork, tell me, uh, this is why you were sent here, right? Yep. So if we have the gauntlet, if we do this, if we hold it on, on the solstice, on the day as we're supposed to, will you be there? Who, me? Yes, you. Why wouldn't I be? That's kind of... So, I thought that was sort of what this whole conversation was about. That's why I'm here. You'll still fight in the gauntlet. You'll still be a part of it, whatever it is. 
Well, yeah, unless it's a test, because then I would just lose. <laughs> right, right. It it, uh, it 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 won't be. Um, Chris. Um, Chris starts pacing, kind of walking in circles. Just, just, I don't know what to say. He kind of has his head down like he's thinking. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, if we're all gonna die, we might as well go out fighting. He's kind of like rubbing his hands against his sides, like nervous and all that. But if we're gonna do it. I can't waste my spells against my friends. I think I have an idea, but I need a weapon and I need it to be big. Oh, I have an idea. I turn my head. Uh, Kjorg, what sort of idea? The ultimate way to find out who's the strongest fighter. All right. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me how I can get a big weapon. (laughs) Have you ever watched Yu Yu Hakusho? Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, I've never seen that. I mean, I have. Do you remember the drunken fighter with the purple mohawk? Yes. You remember how how he challenges Yusuke after he kind of sobers up or whatever? Oh, what? what? They put knives behind one foot. Oh, yeah. And then they yeah. put one foot forward, and then they just take turns punching each other. Yeah. <laughs> so you're recommending that they just do that for the gauntlet to see who's the strongest. Yes. Punch each other. Well, uh, uh, certainly, uh, it's an idea. We'll take it into consideration. Um, but, uh, look, I've got to go see Barda. I've got to tell her everything we've discussed. Uh, Hope and Kel, uh, I assume that you and, and Kilmont will come with me and stay with us in the chateau, and uh, we have more to discuss, he says. Um, we, we've got to let Kjorg get some rest. Kjorg, you need to get rested. Whatever comes, you need to be ready. I'll be ready. I, I, I'll stay with Kjorg. Um, I'll, um, we've still, uh, or the, we've still got some potions to administer and, and gear becomes walking up. I, uh, yes, we've got a number of things. Don't worry. We'll, we'll have him back in tip top shape by morning. I start chugging potions. You're chugging potions. Uh, Chris. All the potions. Chris. What is Chris doing? Is he going to leave? Uh, I'll probably stay with Kjord. Okay. All right. Well, pray to the gods and Doron turns and walks out. The dragons go with him. Hey, Kilmont. Yeah. Try to get Dervetter here. <laughs> he just keeps laughing. As he walks out the door, you hear him down the hallway. <laughs> Margaret, did you go straight home? Straight back to the inn? Yep. You get back to the Waxing Way Inn. It's late. They took Kjorg into a separate room, and they told you they told you it was going to be okay and that everyone should just leave. So you left. Where'd you go? I ran back to the Waxing Way. Okay. You get back to the inn. It's like I said. It's it's late now. Like it's it's pretty late. Um, there's there's still some people downstairs in the main area, like usual. But your parents don't seem to be in there. Um, you go up to the room looking for them. Yeah. You get up to the room. Um, it's unlocked. You can go in. She just goes in. She busts in. So she opens the door, mm-hmm. and she's still in her like outfit. And her hammer is in her hand. Yeah. And she's been running. Your dad looks up from a book that he's reading at a little table. He sees you standing there. Uh, Hello, Mogert. Is everything all right, dear? No, nothing is all right. What do you mean? What's... uh... Everything is not all right. Kjorgi is... Mogert, sit sit down, sit down. Burn up in the middle of the... he pulls a chair over. He slides it. Sit, sit Mogert. Sit. Take take a deep breath. Now tell me what's going on. They're they're attacking us already. Who is the unchained? The bad guys. I I've told you about the other, the bigger picture. No. Okay, maybe that was Gertie. No, you haven't told me anything. Uh, uh, what sort of bigger picture? And we can. You don't actually have to go through the whole story if you want to. We can just be like, blah, 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 blah. I tell him. Yeah. You tell him everything you know? I tell blah, him blah, blah, blah. everything I know without saying what was chained or being right. unleashed. 
by the time you're getting finished with that, your mom comes out of the bathroom area. She's been bathing, and he tells her kind of what's going on. And she comes and sits down beside you as well, and she's like nodding along because you've already told her a lot of this. And you she told was her at the table when Duron was talking to us. Yes, and she like you filled her in on a lot of stuff, but he just yeah. got here, so. Uh, uh, Mogert, that's uh, you're all. How'd you get yourself wrapped up in all this? I don't know. I. I just run in, I run into Kjorg, and, you know, to me, that was the fighter. That was what I wanted to be, and then we just went on this adventure, and now it's, we're the fighters for the world. It's a lot. Yeah, I'd say it is. Well, Mogert, my dear, look, I, I know I told you that I'm, I'm very proud, and you know I am. I want you to know that you don't have to do this. You've got no responsibility to the world. How how are you supposed to stand against these villains who plan to tear it all down brick by brick? You're, you're a, an incredible fighter, but what makes it your responsibility? Margaret stands up and kind of walks around and... She kind of, I, I would say she would kind of go over to the window and kind of look out and I don't know. She's had to do a lot of growing up since this whole thing started. Right. And then seeing all that happen tonight kind of made her realize that it was very, very real. Even though they've been telling her this whole time. But it's just like, this is, this is real. They're both just looking your way, waiting for you to respond. Gertie was a great fighter and she was known across the lands as this great fighter but I don't want to be just some great fighter or just someone who protects my family because you can do that Papa you have protected us for years we don't need a guardian the world needs a guardian and I'm going to do the best I can to protect my friends and these people and all the people that I've even, I don't even know. But if I don't protect here and protect these people that I don't know, how am I going to protect the people I do know? The world could end tomorrow. There is a bigger evil. And... If I go back and quit right now, I'll never know what kind of difference I could have made in this battle. Kyorgi is going to need me. Chris and Claren. If I'm not there with them, what what kind of champion team? What kind of champion am I? I have to be with my team. Your dad stands up and he walks over towards you and he just takes you in a big hug. He takes you in a tight embrace oh my dear it's only been a few weeks now since you left a couple of weeks if that and already you've you've grown so much I understand my dear you have to uh, you've got to be true to yourself your mom walks over to him and she places a hand on your shoulder Mogart if you if you feel that this is the path for you then we won't stand in the way I've already learned my lesson for that but you'd know that you could, you could die. I know. I couldn't bear that. I pull her into the hug and squeeze them both really tight. I'm not going to promise that things won't go bad. But just know that I'm going to do my best. And we can do it. And if something, if it goes wrong... Just take care of the family and let them know that I love them. They know, Mogert. We all know. And both your mom and your dad, they just kind of hold you in a tight embrace. Both of them crying some, somewhat. Your mom wore both crying. And then finally, they kind of release you from the hug. And your mom says, we'll be here. We'll be here for you to cheer you on. Well... I don't know if you should be here. Um, I'm not 
I'm not exactly sure if they're going to keep on with the gauntlet. I mean, they probably will, but I don't know if I want you here. You're going to get hurt if you're in the crowd, and I couldn't bear to oh, see you get hurt. Mogart, we'll, we'll be fine. Don't don't you spare a moment's thought for us. You've got to, you got yourself and your uh, your teammates to worry about. Because from what you've told me tonight, it seems like maybe the gauntlet isn't the most important thing that's going to be going on. Just know that if it gets bad, you need to just get out of here. Take Smokey, go back to the village as fast as you can. Because I can't protect you all. I know, Mogert. I know, but we we can take care of ourselves. Don't you worry. All right. Your dad um, says, well, I'm, I'm going to step down and see if uh, Garla might have some uh, some drinks for us. Maybe some orange juice before bed. That sounds, that sounds great. I'll come along well and get some snacks. And the two of them step outside the door and head out for a moment. And as they do, you hear a voice behind you. Well, Mogert, it seems you finally figured it out, didn't you? It took some time, didn't it? Gertie is leaning uh, against the wall on the other side of the room, just kind of grinning at you. Well, it didn't take too long. It took you, certainly, not nearly as long as it took me, I tell you that, to figure it all out. Uh, but your, your mother's right. It's going to be dangerous, and uh, your father's right. Uh, they can take care of themselves, and you're right. The world needs... Protector, they need a guardian, and I'll be there with you. A dark night, silent protector. <laughs> Except once a day when I can talk to you. <laughs> right, I'll be with you there. The word I'll be there to help you, and you'll you'll never be alone, Mogerton. Don't worry, we'll stop him. I agree. Now, now, now! Don't leave me out. Give Gertie a hug. She runs over and gives her a huge hug. Gives her a big hug. Here's the door open. Your dad walks in. Uh, 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 am I interrupting something? What's uh? Just giving Gertie a hug. Oh, she here? <laughs> right here. <laughs> oh yeah, you can't see her. I can't know, but tell her I say hello. She can hear you. Does she look the same as she did when I was young? Uh. Gray hair? Super old. Like, really, really old. Oh, gray hair. Oh, really, really old. And her left ear has that scar. Who are you calling old? Mogat, walk over there and pop your paw on the top of the head for me. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> Go uh, Now, get right. It's okay. Just just give him a good whack right on top of the head. What's she uh, saying over there, Mogat? Um, she loves you very much. Oh, isn't that sweet? She... Your jokes were always so funny. <laughs> That's what I figured, that old bird. <laughs> your mom walks in. Gertie is, is releasing a string of insults at your dad. <laughs> Just who do you think you are, you little... Well, call me an old bird. I'll bonk you good, I will. I'll give you a piece of my mind. You Just stand right there and watch. Deeper beneath the main level, the Moonlight Sanctuary, Claren, you are wandering around somewhere in Mind City. Uh, you don't know your way around here too well, but you're pretty streetwise, and you have been down here, so you kind of think maybe you'll head down that way. Um, you are looking for someone suspicious, right? Well, so, where would Claren go looking for someone suspicious? The deepest, darkest hole that this place can have. The deepest and darkest place you can think of. So, well, you are in Mon City, and while Mon City is not just like, oh, just really bad folks around here, just a real creepy place, you have been down here before, and that was when you all met back up with your dad. So, you might go check around the Hog Trough Inn, where you all met that dude previously and he was keeping your dad was all downstairs in the basement stuff you know the one that chris blew up yep so you want to go in that direction what do you think could i sense anything weird maybe so what do you mean like uh, so right now you're just in mind city yeah so okay then make me a check then let's go with i guess we'll just do let's just do perception 
Nine. Nine plus mm, plus nine, so eighteen. Plus, oh yeah, I forgot. I got a plus nine. Let's see. It's just that's a it's a pretty good per, uh, perception. Pretty is. Uh, so yeah, you get the plus nine, and that's an eighteen. So uh, eighteen. Eighteen. With that, you travel in the direction of the Hog Trough Inn. You remember the way. Uh, it takes you a little bit to get over there, and it, it is night. You do see along the way a number of folk who are out and about. Not a whole lot, but some. It's a, like I said, it's a little dirtier, a little grungier down here than it is up top, as you're accustomed to, because I mean it's the mining town, so this just kind of fits the mold, you know. Yeah. Um, you finally do reach the area where the Hog Trough Inn was. Oh yeah, I forgot. It's in ashes. <laughs> yeah, now now there are just sort of sooty, um, ruined remains of it. Uh, and there are some things put up to sort of like keep people away, like boards with messages like keep out and stuff like that. Medieval just to, caution tape. Yeah, essentially caution tape, but not actually caution tape. Just saying condemned, you know. And you come up on it and... Uh, you're looking around. It looks rough. It's caved in. The The roof is caved into the place. It's very dark and just completely abandoned. Like it should be. <laughs> well, you, you look around. You're kind of checking it out. Um, there is one part of it, especially on the, uh, the front side, is sort of where it seemed to cave in the most. But some of the rear structure is still held up pretty well. So you, you can make your way back behind there and look around, you know, kind of check it out. Yeah. You do that, and with your perception check, as you are coming up around the backside of the hog trough in, you actually do see um, that most of the rear wall is still intact, and there is a door there. And while there's some, like, marking and things from the flames, the backside looks a whole lot better than the front side does. And uh, the door is actually... Um, Intact. There's like a rear door to the actual building. Yeah. And uh, you go to the door and check it out. Yep. And you fiddle with the lock, and it is locked. Okay. Which is interesting. Can I just walk through the gaping hole in the front? <laughs> you can, but it does look structurally unsound. Oh, cool. Like could do I know in. if there's people in here or not? You have no idea. Oh. But you do know that this is where your dad and them had been meeting previously. Oh, okay. So, mm, I, yeah. It's locked. I can't open it. I'm, first, I'm going to look, see if there's like a window. You're, you're a rogue, and a rogue is particularly good at picking locks. Oh, yeah. I've never had to use that. Let's do I was going to think that. Let's do that. Yeah, let's pick a lock. Okay. Do so I got lock picks? You do have lock picks. Yeah. Do it. You have a lock pick set. What do I got to roll for that? So roll me a check, and this will be a... Uh, you'll use proficiency. So go ahead and roll me a d20. I'll tell you what you got. That's a 14. Okay. 14 plus 4 is 18, plus another 4 is... 22. So you got a 22. Heck yeah, I got the door open. You easily open. I mean, yeah. it's a lock, but it's the not lock like a lock disintegrates. Like a tight lock. It, but, but it is intact. It's very well kept. It's not damaged at all. You open the door, and the door is super heavy, and you realize that it's like a reinforced door. This door is. Nice. It's not made out of like just wood or anything. It's like a super heavy reinforced door. And you pull it open, and this is like the hallway. You remember this hallway, sort of. It doesn't look exactly the same as it did, but yeah. this is the back of the hallway where you guys came out, where you went into the door into the basement. And beyond you, the ceiling is totally caved in. It is a mess, mess, mess up there. But it's dark. Okay. Okay. You can see okay in the dark. You know, you're a half elf. You can see okay. Yeah. But you look up ahead, and you can see a faint light shining through a door. Uh, nobody's here around me, so I'm going to go toward them. Like, yep. Found it. You sneaking forward? Yeah. Okay, if you're sneaking, go ahead and give me a stealth check. That's a seven. Seven plus your stealth is a 12, so that's a... one. No. Uh, My stealth is 12? Yeah. So Holy that's a, Lord. So that's a 19. 19! That's like your whole jam. I knew that. I just didn't know it was that high. You don't seem to have gotten notice of anyone, so you step inside the hall, and you're moving very quietly, and you see the light shining... And you look down and you see it's actually the basement. Oh, no. The one that you guys were in before. The wooden steps are gone. They seem to... Wait, how is it still there? What? The basement. We set that joker aflame. You did. It exploded. Well, you look down in the basement. First of all, it smells heavily of smoke in here. It's not anywhere anyone would ever go. Like, it, it's, it reeks. And the wooden steps that led down to the basement are now gone. And in its place, there is a ladder that is going down into the basement. And now 
At the door, you can see a dim light shining, flickering, and you can hear voices. Mm-hmm. Two voices sound. Sounds like at least two different people talking down there. Is Roberto down here now? You want to slip down there? What do you do? Why, yeah, I'm, I'm going. Okay. Let's get it. We'll piggyback off that same stealth check for this one. Okay. You make your way quietly down this ladder. Okay. Uh, and you kind of like do a little slide. I forgot I'm in all black, too. That helps. Yeah, it does. You're, you're, you're roguing it up. Hooded and everything. Let's get it, Batman. You come inside. And down here, most of what was down here is is destroyed. You know, there were all these shelves lined with things. There are just like piles of junk and ashes where things burn up down here. The floor is stone and the walls are stone. Mm-hmm. And so you see like black soot on them. But you also see a path has been kind of cleared with stuff piled up in spots forward and ahead. And you can see light flickering up ahead. And you sneak forward and you kind of hunker down behind something. What do you do? Uh, coming toward me-ish. You say no one's coming towards you. Someone over on the other side, and oh, there's like okay. piles of stuff between you and them. You want to try and get closer to them quietly? Yeah, let's do this snake style. You sneak forward under your cardboard box. No, I'm just kidding. You um, you go forward kind of hugging um, against these like dark piles of yeah. refuse. And you do hear a couple of voices up ahead just like whispering to each other. So the, everything, everything is, everything is good. Everything is in place. Everything is, everything is good. Uh, uh, you, 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 you sure everything is lined up and there's like this, um, you see this guy that's talking. He looks like a little squirrely dude. Like he's very thin. He seems like very nervous and kind of twitchy. And mm-hmm. then there is an old man, uh, that he's talking to and the old man, he's kind of heavy set. He's got like a big handlebar mustache. And uh, you can see he's he's a he's a dwarf. Like he's got a long beard and a huge mustache. Heavy set, short. Ah, uh, yes, I'm telling you, everything is fine. We've taken care of it. You can uh, you can um, tell your superiors or whatever that um, everything is exactly how they want it, and uh, just send their payment. And um, hopefully, this will conclude our business together. And the squirrely little guy kind of like scratches his scratches like almost like a like a dog like behind his ear. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Everything but taken care of. Um, uh, just uh, just make sure that uh, make sure that you don't tell a soul. Or like we told you, we we know where you live. You know, we know about your kids, all that stuff. You're, you you the people you don't want to you don't want to make the pe- my my people my you don't want to make my uh, superiors uh, you don't want to make them angry. You, you understand. And you see this old dwarf, like, furred brow, and he's like, Laddie, I'm telling you, I've done everything you've asked. Now, let's conclude this business. And he turns and starts walking away from him. He's walking, like, not in your direction. He's kind of going to walk past you. Yeah. Do you let him go? you stop him? <laughs> the other guy is still standing over there, and he's just kind of watching while the guy leaves. Oh, this is out of game. Which one would probably know more? You roll me. A, you can roll me an insight check. That's a six. Okay. Well, your insight's not great. Well, it's not terrible. That's an eleven. So with an eleven, here's yeah. what I'll say: It seems pretty clear to you, based on what you just heard, that the dwarf has been intimidated into doing something he doesn't necessarily want to do, but he has to for the sake of his family. Now he is taking money, but they're threatening his family. The other guy seems to be the one sort of in charge in this case. He's he's talking about his superiors and all this thing. So you you pretty much being being who you are, being the son of the Falcon, you pretty much know without a doubt that guy is working with the Falcon or at least some ne'er do wells while the, the dwarf is being strong on it too. Yeah. So you want to let the dwarf like go by you and get out of here? Yeah. Okay. So you let the dwarf get by you. He climbs up the ladder. Okay. Is there anything I can get on top of? Uh what for? I'm gonna tie this guy up without him knowing. Well, I gotta tie him up, but I want to take a, my rope dart and like wrap it around him. That way he don't see me. I'm not want to kill him. Well, you kind of want to Batman this thing. Yes, the smidge. Well, that's fine. Yeah, you can climb up. Like I said, there's like big piles of this stuff all around you, like like just refuse and wood and different things and half burned. So you can try to climb up on top of one and then just like Batman him. I guess as you said. Yes. Like, like I just want to hang him. So like maybe not upside down. Just do it and pin him so I can get in front of him, and that way I don't have to. There's still some rafters and stuff, so you could probably hook okay. something and try to like swoop him up real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. We'll just call it like an attack roll with your rope dagger. So a plus nine. Okay. 13 plus nine. 
All right, with a 22, he is over there. He is, um, he like pulls out a piece of paper and he's like scribbling something down on it. And he does not notice you. And about that time, you're like fashioning one end of your rope, like over one of these rafters and you get it ready. And are you going to try to like hook him and yank it? Yeah. Can I tie a loop on it? I mean, I can do it once. Yeah. So I'm going to loop his foot and I'm just going to yank him. He's gonna... I could picture him facing this way, him going, what was that? Whack! That's pretty much what it is. You, <laughs> and him hanging upside down. You something. get it over him like and, and it, like it falls down. He's like, what was that? And then you yank and it just pulls his feet right out from under him when he's holding flies out of his hand. And now he is suspended in the air. Ah, what's going on? What, uh, 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 what, who? Who's there? I feel like I, I use the darkness all the time in this stuff. Well, that's your whole thing. You're a rogue. That's kind of what a rogue does. I'm going to let him... S- I'm going to do that thing again that I always do. I'm going to let him see me, but not necessarily my face yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you speak? Or, okay, I'll say this. I'll say that I had had, like, my hood pulled over and something over my face. That'll work. I had, yeah. like, my face yeah, and stuff fine. covered. So I'll walk up, and I do the dagger thing again. I put it at him. You got a dagger to his neck. Yeah. What, what, do, you, what do you want from me? What? Uh, oh. Where's the falcon? I I uh, yeah I, I don't I don't know any falcon. Um, don't lie. This place self limits. Don't. No, supposed to, you, you like kind of stick it in his neck. Mm-hmm. I uh, go ahead and roll me an intimidation check. I'll give you advantage. That's a seventeen. It's a twenty total. Wow, he he rolled pretty high too, but you still got him. Awesome. Don't play with me. I'm not in the mood. He senses your seriousness. Ah. Uh, Look, uh, look, if you know you you know the the falcon, um, are you uh, are you are you are are you his son? Let's just say I'm someone who's very interested. He told us that his boy was was here and causing trouble. Is that uh, is that uh, is that uh, is that uh, I don't want no trouble. I just um. Oh, you won't have look, trouble if you tell me what I need to know. Oh, uh, what um, what do you want to know exactly? I've had a recent skirmish with people that I think he is tied up with oh I don't know anything about those them them those them the ones uh he uh you know those friends those guys uh, I don't I, I can't tell you what they're doing he doesn't tell us I don't I just work for him I just do stuff what he tells me to do what did he tell you to do uh I'm just supposed to uh I was supposed to meet with the guy you saw here I don't usually do this sort of stuff um you know, I'm just trying to get up in the world. Uh, I'm supposed to meet and make sure that the, that the goods were in place. That's all he told me. The goods are in place. What goods? I, 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 I grab him by his shirt and I like uh, pull him really tight. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what goods. Um, I just know that there was a blacksmith, the, the dwarf that was in here just a minute ago. He's supposed to put some goods, take some goods to someone, and then someone else is supposed to do something with them. Uh, he didn't tell me what they were. I swear it. Where is he now? The Falcon. The, the Falcon? Yeah. Uh, no one's seen him in, in a day or two. We just get correspondences. Do you know what they're trying to do? I don't, but I know it's going to go down tomorrow. Every, everything, it's all it's all about the gauntlet. It's all about the end of the gauntlet. So It's all going to go down tomorrow. What about the end of the gauntlet? Uh, it's all about the last day of the gauntlet. It's it. Uh, this is it. That's it. This is it. <sighs> What's it? Uh, what we... We've been here for. We came for the gauntlet. We we've as he's talking. Uh-huh. I get fed up with this walking around stuff. They all have been doing to me, uh-huh. and I I punch him dead square in the like torso as hard as I can. I'm touching. Stop <coughs> playing games. It's time I know answers. Something bad. Something big. Something big. So I don't know. Uh, something the. His friends. The, oh, we should learn a punch like that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, mm, the Falcon and his friends are gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, uh, t- they're gonna t- stop it. They're gonna win. They're gonna, I don't know. Uh, supposedly, we're gonna make a whole lot of money. Do you know who he's with? The Falcon. Yeah, I assume he's with his friends. Uh, that Tiefling and that big guy. We haven't seen him in a couple days. Look, that's all I know. I'm just, uh, just a grunt. It's out of time. We're, you're out of time. <laughs> you're out of time, my my man. Out of time. There's always time. It's almost time. Do you know where he's gonna be? I, ooh, is the room that? spinning? I feel lightheaded. <laughs> Do you know where he's going to be? Uh, I don't. 
I don't know. I don't know where he's gonna be. I just know this. I wouldn't want to be in that gauntlet tomorrow. Claren wouldn't like it that he don't know anything. And he's gonna be like, turn around, kind of walking around pacing, thinking, I'm gonna grab my sword and I'm just gonna... <sighs> and as he's getting ready to... As I'm, or as Clarence's getting more irritated, he turns around and just goes, ah! And when he swings his sword, he cuts the rope. And the guy hits the ground. He hits the ground and, and like starts trying to scramble away from you. And I walk up to him, point the sword at him. I'm about tired of being told that we're not going to win. You don't know what we're capable of. The only reason you're still alive is because I am different than I used to be. I put my mask down. So you go tell him that this ends now. Uh, yeah, I'll tell him. I'll send word. Just please don't kill me. I slit his, not his neck. I cut his cheek. <clears throat> he like covers it up. Blood running down his hands. Don't forget this face. After a good night's rest of healing, cure, you and Chris have finally made your way back out from the healing quarters where they kept you overnight. Uh, you all had some business to finish, to attend to, and finally, you've made your way back to the Waxing Way Inn, where Mogert has also been with her family, and you enter the doors. You're here, Georg, Chris. Georg, you are recovering. Uh, feeling a lot better. They did, they did some pretty serious healing on you, um, but you do feel very tired, and you're hoping that tomorrow you will feel rejuvenated. As you step into the waxing way in, and it is the same warm and comforting environment it has been now uh, for these last couple of weeks that you've been staying here, and um, you come into the inn, and Garla sees you. She waves to you all as she goes to help another table. Do the two of you grab a table to get some supper? Yes. You're, of course. You come in and sit down, uh, Mogert, around the time they come in and sit down, you come down as well, and you spot them there. Jorge, Chris, what's up? Oh, dude, we're getting some supper. What time of the day is it? Night. It's 9.30. The time is night. You're uh, going to eat food this late? Yeah, I haven't eaten in two hours. Can't you see he's he's withering away? <laughs> Look at this man, he's starving. Starving. Well, I'll, I guess I could go for a glass of uh, orange juice or something. At the time, Claren, you come inside the inn, and you see your friends over there. Claren. What's up? Would you like to join us for one last meal? <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, sure, why not? It's a little... On the nose? No, it's more a little dark. We're supposed to be... Well... We're supposed to be confident. Well, I mean, we are going to be facing a dark force... <laughs> These are dark times, yeah. <laughs> well, I told my parents that they needed to get out of here, and guess what? They said no. It's because they don't love you. Well, it's more because they do love me. Oh, but that's how that works. <laughs> I can't. I I don't need yeah. to cry anymore. I, I think we need to, you know, like prepare for the, the absolute worst. Or the absolute best. What are you talking about? At least that's what one of the Falcons dudes told me. You don't even remember? Nah, he didn't tell me his name. I don't. He just told me that the Falcons got something big planned. The Falcon has something planned? Yeah. I don't know what. For who? And I don't know if it's the Falcon or who he's working for. I don't I don't know, but it, it ain't going to be good. It's, it's all I know. How do you know? What does he have planned? Hmm. I, I would tell you if I knew, Cure. He just told you things are happening. We're in the dark on this. We just know that something bad is coming. We already knew that. Yeah, that's kind of why I asked you if you wanted one last meal. I mean, we know it's going to be bad. <laughs> Did you two get to uh, talk to the king during, yes. during your stay at the hospital about what's happening or what our plan is? Because we need to, we need to have a plan. There's no plan. The plan is the gauntlet goes... As it was intended. Exactly. No, that was about what we got because Chris tried to drop out of the gauntlet and Kilmont called him a coward. You fight like men and women. We will still participate. 
precipitate in the gauntlet. As you guys are talking, uh, Garla, old Garla, your friend, your good friend Garla Goodrock comes to the table and she says, uh, well, the, uh, it's good to see the four of you here. Um, are you... Y'all getting excited about tomorrow? No. I've oh, never been I so excited. Did. You have no idea. Mogert just downs <laughs> a, a orange juice. Well, um, I've actually, uh, th- there's someone here to see you. Don't let him in. Is it, is the it a woman, woman in a red beautiful dress? red dress? No, 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 um, oh, no, okay. um, I, I can't really tell you who it is, but uh, you're just, the, if you could, the four of you just come with me uh, for a moment, please. All right, all right, Carla. You all get up and follow her? Sure. She leads uh, you into the back room. Very, very like, yes. concerned. Like, mm-hmm. I just follow she le- her. She leads you back behind, like, the bar area and into the back room where the, like, kitchens and all this. And she actually takes you into, like, a, like what looks like a storage room. You walk in, there's a lot of shelves and things. She waits for you all to come into the room, and then she looks out in the hall and then closes the door. And stepping out from behind one of the uh, shelves is a figure. Wearing a, a hood, obviously trying to conceal their identity, and she pulls back the hood, and it is Queen Barda. <gasps> My lady. No need for that. Um, sorry about all of the uh, deception. I just, you know, um, there's just a lot going on, and for safety reasons, it was better that no one knew I was here. But I, I came to see the four of you. Um. <sighs> So I've been speaking with Durand, and in light of everything that's been going on, we realize that it is uh, the four of you whom the gods have put in this place for us. Uh, with Kjorg as, of course, Paylor's champion. But more than that, I, I believe there is a divine will at work in bringing the four of you together. And while I won't help you with the gauntlet... I've decided I would like to help you with whatever danger is facing us. So I've brought these, and she uh, steps aside and motions, and there are a number of very powerful weapons. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like powerful weapons. Like I said, I can't really... I can't give you these for the gauntlet. What I've done is I've worked with some of our best mages, and we've created a a summoning device, if you will, for each of these, and uh, we're going to allow each of you to use one of them, if you would like, for the gauntlet, and you won't take it with you. You will take this, and she kind of holds up this little thing, and it's almost like um, like a a cracker, but it's hollowed out, like a circular-looking thing. And you can't really tell what it's made of. Like, maybe, I say cracker. It's like porcelain. And she's like, if you break this, if you break this, it will summon uh, one of these weapons. There's one for each. And if the unchained appear, and you should find yourself in need of one of these, then this will uh, summon it to you. Amazing. And now I have my suggestions, but, um, of course, you're all free to, to choose for yourself if you'd like, but... Uh, for you, Claren, mm-hmm. she walks over and there's a there's actually a little box. She mm-hmm. picks it up, she brings it over to you, and it's it's like a wooden box, What's and in the, the top box? like slides out to the side. Yeah, inside is a strange looking thing. It is uh, it looks like a spearhead, okay, like a wide arrowhead, mm-hmm. but it is attached to like some sort of strange mechanism. Okay, uh, and it's got a handle and a trigger. Oh, hmm. <laughs> so this was actually given to me recently by Gearby. Um, to try out, he calls it a um, uh, a hook shot. Huh? Batman? Is that you? Oh, he's a basketball player. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> a hook shot. That's awesome. He's a Legend of Zelda player. Well, okay. if you pull, if you if you take this and she gets it out, she hands it to you. She says, and if you point point it over there at that wall and pull the trigger, <laughs> it shoots out very very fast, <laughs> uh, sticks into the wall, and there's a chain connected to it, and it quickly tightens. Now pull the other trigger. There's two. There's a second trigger. It yanks you toward it. <gasps> oh my gosh, you across you're Batman. <laughs> so you can summon this to the battlefield. Ooh. And uh, hopefully it'll be of some use to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Mogert. Oh, I'm ready. I got Sting, baby. She pulls uh, over a long box. Um, it's like probably five feet long. 
and I don't know about a, about a foot and a half, two feet wide. But it actually looks like really, really fancy, like nice. It doesn't look like just a wooden box been made. Now, Mulgert, this is uh, this belongs to my husband, and it's quite well. I say it belongs; it doesn't belong to him. It belongs to Demerhold. It's but he, he's carried it for many years when he was um, out and about. You're about to get the king's weapon. This is, she says as she opens it up, the Hammer of Winter. And you see it. It's got like a black charcoal-like leather handle, like knotted around it. In the middle of it, there is a emblem of Dervetter on the handle. And then the actual metal head of the hammer. It's large. It's perfectly squared off and like sharp edge. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the metal is like a frosty gray. Frostbeard, right? And there is carved into it the, the symbol of Dravetter as well. It's, it's quite powerful. Um, it, it, it did some very great things in the hands of the king. And I'm curious to see what it will do in the hands of a child of Dravetter like yourself. Thank you so much, Queen Bartha. This... No, it's, it's heavy. And she hands it to you. Does stand there like a stout? Stout girl. Oh, you can handle it just fine, but oh, it's awesome. it's it's heavier than your than, than, turtle, than rock. turtle Rock. You can wield Turtle Rock with one hand. Amazing. This is definitely a two-hander. Amazing. Chris. Yes? I've got two other weapons here. I'm not sure that you'd really be able to handle either one. I know that you're particularly a magic user, but um, I've got the Thrasher, and she shows it to you. It's leaning against the wall there. And I also have the Breaker, so... Mm. I'm afraid we don't have any great magical weapons for wizards. Do you feel like you could wield either of these? Which one's bigger? The Thrasher. Uh, I walk over to the Thrasher. This don't look too heavy. I'm sure I could handle this when the time comes. <laughs> Clink. <laughs> uh, well, you're free to use it if if uh, if you can. I can drop it on somebody. So if I want she to. said we can use these in the gauntlet. No. Okay, no, these are the out of the gauntlet. Can, we can use She's them. going to give you the summoning thing that if the unchained attack, she wants you to summon. Gotcha. Okay. Kjorg, uh, that leaves the, the breaker, which is the one that you asked for, if you'd like it. I know that you have that, that, that replica of Dwarven's bow, and, well, that's a mighty weapon as well, but you feel that you need the breaker. It could help. Maybe. Well, I'll give you the summoning stone for it. If uh, you feel that you need it, you can summon it. Does she have the weapons there or just the stones? She has the weapons there. What's the word, Paul? It's a dwarven word for sharpen. I say sharpen in dwarvish. You're holding it? Yeah, I'll put my hand on it. Okay, you go put your hand on it and say the word for sharpen in dwarvish, which you don't know what it means, but you've memorized it from hearing it. And gets that magical edge. Oh, well, I see I see if uh, you know how to use it then. <laughs> don't know where you learned that, but okay. Uh, well, I'm it, the people's champion. Uh, okay. Look, I don't know that these weapons will help you. I hope that they will. And remember, these are not for use in the gauntlet. If if I see you summon them in the gauntlet, I'll I'll disqualify you. I will. But if you need them to stand against whatever darkness is about to raise its ugly head, then. They're yours to use. Thank you. Well, I think we have a better chance now, thanks to the queen. Woo! I'm really excited. I like your confidence. We were already <laughs> going to win anyway. But now, like, extra, extra win, you know? It's just overkill. Your this is overkill. Well, I must be off. Uh, I just... Yes. May Dervetter go with you, and my prayers will be that... You can stop whatever it is that's coming. It's the Unchained. Yeah. With your new summoning stones ready that you can break. We call them stones, but they're actually more like little porcelain things. You all are free and you go out and um, soon you go to bed. Get your rest. Everyone go to bed and get your rest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. As everyone else goes to bed, Chris, you come out of uh, the room as the other three turn and head up the stairs to their rooms. Uh, you see Zinx and Zalbar sitting at a table. They wave as you come out. So, as I sit down beside them, 
Welcome, Chris. I'm glad you finally decided to come and join us. Yeah, it's it's been a little hectic. Um, oh, we we know it's all it's all right. He's just teasing you a little bit. Are you excited? Yeah, kind of scared. Scared, yeah. aren't you, yeah. Chris? I can tell. Not for the gauntlet. And she slaps him. Oh. So, there there's kind of been like a secret agenda to everything we've been doing. Um, we think there's going to be an attack on Dimmerhold tomorrow by the Unchained. Zinx looks concerned. She says, I don't know what the Unchained is, but you think there's going to be an attack on, on Dimmerhold? Yeah, you heard about the uh, the attack on Fallen Grove? Y- yeah. Yeah. You mean... Oh, you mean like like Sebastian Blackfire? Yes, we, we have reason to believe they're coming here. So I have one last mission for you. All right, tell us, what can we do to help? Um, I pull out three stones because mm-hmm. with my uh, artificer, I get that magical tinkering thing where I can yeah. record messages. Okay. And, uh, and I activate them. Yeah. Mom, this is Chris. Tomorrow we fight the biggest fight that I think I've ever had to deal with. And I just want you to know that if I don't make it back, I love you. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh no, Chris. And they kind of like dim and I place the stones in Zinc's hands. Yeah. I need you to make sure these get back to my mom in case I don't. Oh my gosh, Zinc. Do not come back to Dimmerhold. Zinc's is her eyes are filled with tears. And Zalbar, it just his mouth is just kind of agape, a little, a little open. Chris, we you should leave with us. Let's get out of here. I can't. You don't you don't you don't owe these people anything. They have turned me into who I am. I owe them my life, Zinx and Zalbar. You have to leave. Zinx jumps up and she hugs you tightly around the neck. I hug her back, and I pull Zalbar in with us. He is reluctant at first, but then he gives in, and he hugs you. Zinx pulls back. She gives you a a little kiss on the cheek, (gasps) just affectionately. Not anything weird. (gasps) We'll take the message to your mom. But, Chris, don't, don't die, okay? I'll try. And then I pull them in for one last hug. I love you all. Thank you for being my friend. Move quick. Stay safe. The sun rises. And the bright light shines down through the crystal ceiling over all of Dimmerhold. Men, women, elves, dwarves, gnomes, dragonborn, tieflings, half-orcs, halflings, people from all across Manumi have gathered together to this place. They've come to the city of the dwarves, where their door is always open, their hearth is always glowing, and they have gathered and overwhelmingly filled the seats of the arena of the Gauntlet of the Moon. Two weeks have passed since this journey, this trial of the Gauntlet began, all the tryouts, all the battles, and now the final day has arrived. And with the dawning of the sun, it is the day of the winter solstice. The arena is filled, but there's a sort of calm whisper over the place. People are talking, but quietly, nervously, anxiously, excitedly waiting for whatever is about to happen. There's an increase in soldiers, warriors, dwarves all around the place dressed in the regal garb of the guards of Dimmerhold, bearing on their chests the marks of Dervetter, as well as the three royal houses of Dimmerhold, the Shattershield clan, the Hammerheart clan, and the Frostbeard clan. As time passes and the hour from the beginning of the final trial, the final day of the gauntlet has both come and has gone, suddenly 
out in the center of the great battlefield, the arena. Out steps a figure onto the platform, the great stone platform surrounding the gigantic regal statue of Dervetter and now Atonia. As King Durand Shattershield steps forward before the great statue, the stadium comes to a hush and he begins to speak. Friends, neighbors, countrymen, welcome, welcome to, the to the final day of the Gauntlet of the Moon. Today, Today is the, the winter, winter solstice, solstice, the holiest day in all of Manumi for the dwarves and those who honor and serve and worship our god, Dervetter, the god of the mountain, the god of the dwarves. It is he who gives us life, and it is he who we honor today. And we honor not only him, but also his servant, the great Kilmont, the unforgiving, that ancient and powerful dragon who, under the tutelage of Dervetter, taught us everything that we know about life, about dwarvenhood, and about the gauntlet of the moon. Today, we have 12 remaining contestants. And as he says that, out of the doors around the arena step the 12 contestants. Kjorg, Mogert, Chris, Claren, as well as the others who you have now had time to get to know. Nelly Tillywink, Ogrim, Sorin, Brazul Stouthammer, Wisp the Dragonborn, Tyrus Colmeri, Drake O'Kelly, and of course, your friend, Roberto. You all step forward now in front of him, fanned out like you've been instructed, facing the crowds. These 12 contestants today will give it everything they have, and when they are done, only one shall reign as the true champion of the Gauntlet of the Moon. And of course, I know you're all wondering, what exactly is this final trial? Well, no. Let's discuss the rules of this final test, shall we? Each of you... But then his voice trails off. As a strange sound is heard around the arena, there's a sort of muffled boom, followed by another, and then another. And then the stone beneath you all begins to tremble alongside a deep rumbling beneath your feet. All at once, a wave goes across the floor, followed by a massive explosion. Everyone in the arena screams, but their cries are drowned out by the booming blasts now bursting up all around them. Up through the floor of the arena, up through the stage and the steps and the seats, and the battlefield of the stadium tips and caves, tumbling in on itself in a great, massive explosion, and you all fall. 